There we go. Back back to the mail. It's I, a, I can't you, you say. didn't just re- how much of that did you get? Not much. Not much. Um for any of our listeners just tuning in, um, you may have missed that bombshell. We were discussing um <laughs> well, Jordan was discussing. Well, Jordan, like, casually mentioned, and then I discussed <laughs> using toothpaste to wipe your ass. And I think, like, the general conclusion we came to was that it, it'd be difficult. It'd be fresh, but... You'd have a, a minty ring. But I don't know, like, sort of, if there are any explicit benefits that you could derive from Would it affect the smell of the farts? Seeing as it affects, like, the smell of the breath? You'd assume as much. Equivalent. Yeah. yeah, and if you've got a three-stripe system, <laughs> how hard does it work its way in? <laughs> Is there a separate new brown stripe they can oh, add? Oh, wow. What if, because if you had the uh, Colgate with the red, white, and blue, yeah. do you think if you had a particularly patriotic part, <laughs> um, <laughs> elements of the, uh, the, the the toothpaste in the Colgate would come out and you'd fart the American flag? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. You but, just do but it in toothpaste. You just do it to the tune of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to hear any more about farting the American flag through <laughs> toothpaste, we'll be discussing plenty of stuff like that over the coming however long we're going to be recording this for uh, on this week's episode of Verbal Discharge. Why don't we just go ahead and introduce everyone to who we are? Robbie, let's start with you. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, my name's. Robbie, um, and I, um, I'm struggling to come well, up with what to say. Last <laughs> night I went to a chip shop and I had some chips and a cod and all of it was slightly underdone. Good to know, <laughs> Jordan. Hi, I'm Jordan, and this is new silly bang. <laughs> I was wondering what Barry Scott had. Uh... He's doing with uh, no, himself. No, Apparently, I've... he's had a face change and become a boxer from television. <laughs> I've, I've, um, I've recently been, you know, selling advertisement space on my body, and Silit Bang took me up in the office. So I'm going to have Silit Bang just on my forehead. Was, with yeah. Barry Scott with his thumbs up on the rest of my face. I was wondering what the Hasbro logo was doing <laughs> on your elbow. Yeah. And I am James, and I um, am talking. There we go. And I might talk a little bit more over the course of the podcast. Who we'll, knows? We'll see how things go. Anything's possible. The sky's the limit. Um, if, As ever, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can do that via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash or Verbal backwards discharge. slash. Whichever slash you fancy, uh, really. Can you do a backwards slash? You, no, you, it's got to be a forward yeah. slash. Don't, forward you, slash. Don't be absurd. You can, you can do one, but you may chop us in half doing so. So please don't risk it if you want to hear episode 17. Or at Twitter, Verbdis Radio. Verbdis Radio. And do you know what? If you're one of the people that we followed randomly during the week and decided, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to those guys. Uh, we're sorry and we thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for the follow. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you may well be disappointed by what you've stumbled into, or you may not. This might be right up your alley. The the toothpaste fart alley. Yeah, in which case, I really probably don't want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> toothpaste fart alley. It sounds like it's... a like a, a strange sort of deep law. Uh, place or section in the of... Harry Potter universe. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like something from Harry Potter. Yeah. Ah, the toothpaste fart alley. <laughs> Come on, Harry, we've got to go there to get all of you. Like, you want to, you want to shit a, a, a Ukrainian flag, don't you? <laughs> you? You need that for your lexography lesson. Now, I should, it's worth mentioning at this juncture, following that conversation, we are now the award-nominated verbal discharge. It's, oh, a, yeah, someone, it's a hollow nomination. Someone it's has a... heard that and gone, yeah, they deserve an award, <laughs> these guys, like for their, their fart pitter bread jokes. Yes, the, there is a competition going on right now, and we have been nominated. Yeah. And there, there are five places up for ne- nomination <laughs> taken by the two shows <laughs> on Phantom Radio. To be fair, Phantom Radio does have six shows going on. Um, just two of them are any like somehow we stand out above the others. Wait, so. there, are, there are other shows. There are other shows. Yeah, yeah it's I just mean... that the only two that I think. In fact, I don't even think um, Wednesday morning kickoff with Josh, Josh, and Josh regularly records anymore. I think we're the only show that regularly records and puts stuff out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Th- there are other shows waiting in the wings. See, I, I pay absolutely no attention to our own radio station, no. so I only know about us. <laughs> I pay bits of attention to it, um, and every time I do pay a bit of attention to Phantom Radio, I'm reminded why I like to regularly pay no attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for letting us use your studio. Oh, yeah, cheers for that one, guys. It's, it's, 
if, if any sort of any of the higher ups from Phantom Radio are listening, cheers for letting us use the studio. Um, yeah. Sorry for all the terrible, terrible things that we've said about you. <laughs> and not about you personally, just about radio on a whole. Yeah. <laughs> well, not radio on a whole. <laughs> More fat. Well, not Phantom well, Media say- on a whole, but Phantom Radio. Phantom only- Radio, specifically. <laughs> the only on a hole here is the one you're digging. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a pun oh. that started. Oh, hole jokes. Holy moly. Wholesale. I don't Gordon have any hole jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm fresh out there. There's not many places you can go with hole-based puns. No. no. I'm wholly out of puns, but that doesn't even make any sense because it means I'm fully out of puns. The Holy Bible. Uh, that, that's not a pun, that's just a text. It's a Bible made out of Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why isn't that a thing? Why isn't? Please tell me that someone somewhere... Someone somewhere has, done has, oh, has it's, made it's a Bible happened, yeah. out of cheese. Or just taken a whole bunch to a Bible. Can we can we just double-check this now, live on the podcast that, that we're pre-recording? Can, can we just double-check online? Do a, do a yeah. quick, a quick a scan around. Yeah. Or a Yahoo. Um, just Google, if you could, Robbie. I will. Um, holy Bible made of cheese. Let's see what we've got. What does the Bible say about cheese? Oh, wow. That is a Bible made of cheese. What? Is that Bible made of cheese? It looks like a cake. Yeah, it looks a bit cakeish, actually. It looks a bit cakey. Maybe it's and, and it's from tailormadecakes.com. So uh, can we, can we... There are a lot of Holy Bible cakes, though, if anyone's interested in religious birthday cakes. Do you so. think that's what the Pope orders for his birthday? Can we take a look at what the Bible says about cheese? Because I'm, I'm curious here. That sounds like a Raymond Carver short story. <laughs> what, what the, the Bible, Bible says, says about cheese. cheese. Uh, a preacher with no hands came to my door and sold me a Bible made of cheese. <laughs> um, this is from Samuel seventeen twenty nine. Honey and curds and sheep and cheese from the herd for David and the people with him to eat. For they said, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. So let's give them cheese. This, this is an interesting thing because... Even in the modern day right here now, I have very little knowledge on how cheese is made, but I'm presuming this is what? It's over 2,000 years ago, about. And some, oh, blokes, it, some mm. blokes there going, oh, I made some cheese. <laughs> it's also mentioned in... Now, it's, it's Job. It's not Job. I don't know if it's like Job. It's like Arrested Development, 1010. Uh, Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Which is fine prose, I would say. That's like sitcom language, isn't it? You see, I'm, I'm slightly fascinated by the previous quote, the one that I read out, Samuel yeah. seventeen twenty nine, Because, ju- just to recap, honey and curds and sheep and cheese from the herd, for David and the people with him to eat, for they said, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Now, we've established here that there are people. They're yeah. out in the wilderness, presumably lost. They're hungry, they're weary, they're thirsty. Now, we know that... Like, whoever is speaking here, oh, or David, obviously, yeah. he's gone out. He's found these people. Is he going to lead them out of the wilderness? Is he going to give them, you know, survival no. things? No. <laughs> Here's a bit of cheese. Get on with your starvation. And honey. I, I think that's a good message to give kids, though, and the the wider audience the Bible is looking for. Um, I, the idea that, yeah, you, you get, well, life will give you some cheese, but it won't give you the answers. You've got to work that out for yourself, but you do get life, the lead out. Life will give you the cheese. But it won't give you the answers. Yeah, I like that. that's, that's profound, and that's that's the message that our listeners can take away from Perhaps this week's the most episode. profound thing said on verbal discharge. So Life far. will give you the cheese, but it won't give you the answers, unless the answer is, "Where's where's my cheese gone?" Oh no, the question is, "Where's my cheese gone?" Yeah. Unless the question is, "Where's my cheese gone?" <laughs> but then, if your life is building up to the question of "Where's my cheese gone?" then I suppose you're not living that climactic a life. I don't so. know. You could be like Extreme right. Cheesemaker. <laughs> Today on Extreme Cheesemaker. <laughs> John Gouda is here in his factory. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make guitar sounds. With his... <laughs> that was like a tractor. That, that was meant to be like a, a sort of sliding core. <laughs> With his triple-headed guitar and cheese chainsaw. <laughs> Cheese chainsaw. He doesn't as cut. Wait, as, as in a chainsaw with which he will cut cheese, or a chainsaw made of cheese. Um, actually, it's a chainsaw made of cheese that cuts cheese. <laughs> That's just Wally impractical, if nothing else. It's or made Holly out of Damascus cheese, just like Damascus steel, but Damascus cheese. <laughs> <sighs> Damascus cheese. You can cut glass with that stuff. Yeah. I just like when he's shredding some cords, 
and like cheese is just produced <laughs> from the air. <laughs> from from like, beneath his fingertips. It's so gnarly the beats he's dropping. That um, it, it congeals air into is, cheese. You, you are just throwing vaguely musical terminology out there. I'm just trying to remember the 90s. What Shredding. Were saying the, wicked. And, People said wicked in the 90s. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they used to go, oh, that's wicked. Uh, I'm not sure they said it like that, but they definitely said wicked. Before they went on to as well, minted. Yeah, it's wicky, wicky, minted. Wick. Do you ever remember that when everyone used to be like, minted? I know, was... I never heard minted. We had mint, though. Yeah. Like, oh, that's mint, yeah. Yeah, it's mint, or proper minted. Or what was that thing people used to say for, like, gross? Oh, uh, what I, was I, it? I, I don't know. Do you know I, we just got caught up on sick, meaning everything. Like, if... <laughs> Any word in the, you flick for uh, thesaurus, just sick was listening to every single word. You've, like, you've got to have the inflection on it, though, haven't you? you the way you say it. If, it, if something's well sick, then it's good. If something's like, oh, that's sick. sick, it's bad. I remember yeah. having like a great deal of uncertainty surrounding certain bits of terminology that were used by people in my school. Mm-hmm. Primarily, oh, yeah. people would refer to you killing something and murdering something. If you killed something, it infers that you've done something well. Like, oh, you killed it. Yeah, yeah. Murdered something. You did something bad. And I don't know, I don't know why we should. Yeah. Because uh, it infers that if you're killing without intent, <laughs> and it's, sort of, it's, it's not only all right, it's pretty good. Oh, that was right manslaughter, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're coining. getting six to eight years in jail, son. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was right grievously bodily harm. <laughs> Oh, you mate, that was such first degree, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, coining terminology, coining phrases. We are just pioneering today. Hey, hey. what a wonderful kind of day. Day. To work and laugh and play. Play. And have fun with some discharge. Discharge. So what will you all be doing on Sunday? Sunday evening? Um, very, I, anything? I, I don't know. I'm going home this weekend. So. Will you be watching anything on the TV? Why is, is it? Oh, is it Six Nations? No, no, no. Oh, that's finished. Oh, yeah, um, that's, that's done and gone. Isn't it was it? A, yeah, the last day was fantastic. Though. Who, and, who won? Uh, Ireland won on points difference. Oh. No, so will you be watching anything on TV, anyone? Um, I probably won't be. No, because Top Gear won't be on. Uh, okay. Oh. Because I'm sure we've all heard that man, that Clarkson man, is no longer that going to be. That sour old raisin. Have we, have we heard gear. the news today about Clarkson? What's the Has news he today got about a new Clarkson? Job already? He's been offered a job presenting a morning news program. Really? <laughs> Wait for it. In Russia. Really? In Russia. Russia wow. want, want the Clarkson. Why? Well, but surely he's... Right, the start of Russian TV. <laughs> right, if you were to go back to the... the... Sorry, just watching you trying to reason with Clarkson <laughs> in Russia. When Russian TV was started up, there was initially two channels, one of which was just like Soviet propaganda, and the other one was a man who sat there for 24 hours a day and would shout, turn back over to the first channel and watch the <laughs> Russian propaganda. That's, is, this, that, is this true fact? That's true. That's, yeah. When TV was first started in Russia, that was how it was. The thought hmm. that this is Why now translated they... to them actively seeking Jeremy Clarkson. Because they want him to sit there 24 hours a day and shout, <laughs> listen to the Russian propaganda. <laughs> Turn back over. Yeah, to the... Except they won't feed him or water him and he'll starve and die. And then they won't nobody will miss him. They bring <laughs> along a watering can and just like pour it over his head. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, broadcast right to your living room. Much... Watch yeah. Jeremy Clarkson starve to death. <laughs> I would watch that. Did anyone, when they were younger, find Top Gear amusing? I still, right. I I found it quite amusing. I've I've spoken about this. I quite like Top Gear. It it gets a lot of flack. I don't I don't mind it. I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's just something I'm terrified of of growing up to be the kind of man that watches Top Gear. No, I don't. I don't think I struggle to watch it in. I can't watch more than one episode in a sitting. No, I like, it, it gets I like too to much. watch it with other people, but I've never really been a fan of watching it by myself. I don't no. know why. But if there's other people, I watch Top Gear because I quite enjoy it with other people. No. I, don't, I think I think it's that thing, isn't it, where you where you sit with someone and a funny film is funny because you get to laugh with someone. Yeah, I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah, but no, um, I do like Top Gear, but I just think that Jeremy Clarkson is not that great a human being. So he's gone now, and the most watched television program in the world now doesn't have one main presenter. But previously, last time Clarkson was in hot water, as he constantly is, um, his co-presenters, Richard Hammond and James May, said that if Clarkson was fired, they'd stand down. 
they've been very quiet on this since now he has actually been fired. But that could mean, if they stick to their promise, that suddenly the most popular programme in the world is suddenly desperately in need of free presenters who have undeniable bants. Are you suggesting... Uh, and so, I thought uh, I should take this okay. opportunity to make for the BBC the Verbal Discharge our own <laughs> Top Gear audition tape. But oh, out, of, out of the three of us, who, who would be who? Now, okay, I thought about this. I thought this in detail. Uh, and this is why just before we, we went live again, so, I asked you all for your height. I'm interested in this because the other day, um, good old Emily was telling us who she thought we would be if we were Top Gear presenters. Really? So I'm going to see if, if your yours matches okay. up with Emily's. This is our dear friend and occasional listener, um, Emily She listens White. to us when nothing else is possibly there to listen to. <laughs> so, evening, Emily. How are you? James, I thought you'd be the best replacement for Jeremy Clarkson. I knew you were going to yeah. say I thought, that. I yeah. knew I was going to be the Clarkson. Yeah, the, the minor north. So he's from Doncaster. You're from Macclesfield. Both sort of deep, bassy voice. Uh, he's 6'4", you're 6'2". So essentially, we're, we're in the same sort of same vicinity in terms of height. Okay. So I think there you are. You're, you're the perfect fit for... I'm, I'm Clarkson. the Clarkson of Discharge. I thought me being sort of small and, and, and hairy, and I took a science at A-level, <laughs> um, so I thought I'm the obvious fit for Richard Hammond. Which is interesting. Uh, yeah, we're both 5'6 as well. Yeah. So, ah. Although Emily said I'd be more Richard Hammond and oh, you'd really? be James Beck. Hold on, I thought you were 5'5". Five five. No, I'm 5'6". I've grown. grown a whole inch oh, my. in the last year. You're almost up to my ankles. I was going to say, if you keep up that an inch a year, you're going to be very tall. I could look like an actual person (laughs) rather than like... Because, yeah, we we sit here and we have to kind of avert our eyes from Robbie because he's just... (laughs) He doesn't look like a real person. There are so many times when Robbie will come to my door and knock on and I'll I'll hear the knock, open the door, sort of look around, where's that come from? (laughs) And Robbie's down there on the floor jumping up going, here, I'm here, look at me. It's, I'm sorry, Rob. It's tragic, and I wish you wouldn't joke about it. Yeah, uh, Jordan, have you ever played with Scale Electric? Yes. Uh, Lego? Yes. Uh, Dolls Houses? Yes. You're James May, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have? Does anyone have any arguments with this? I as do. To let's... Who we'd be? Okay, let, let's just give it a whirl. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, do you want me to assume the voice of Clarkson then? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 this is us. We're taking yeah, over. Us. We're, taking, we're, over. we're okay. taking over. We're taking their roles, essentially. Right. And we can adapt the roles as we will. Um, I've drawn up a rough schedule of what's going to happen in an average episode of Top Gear and what will happen on an audition tape. Um, so perhaps if you take a second to familiarise yourself. So, so is this just sort of a rough guideline? As to what yeah, yeah. Okay. If we, we play around with it and improvise as we will and do what we like around it. But this is, this is roughly what needs to happen over the course of the episode. Okay. So... Whenever we're ready, if Clarkson, you'd like to bring us in. I mean, James. James Clarkson. James, Cl- James Clarkson. Or Jeremy Bosson. Or... Yeah. James Bosson. James Bosson. You're taking over from him. Yeah. Fair enough. We knew. We knew we're going to take over. Wait, do you want me to read the bit at the start or go from Clarkson's bit? Um, well, the bit at the start. So we need to, you need to introduce the programme. Okay, so you need to show you can do that. Welcome to Top Gear, the program about cars and bants. Some, some, oh no, 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 go on. No, go you on. go on. You no, go on. you, you bant away. Bant oh, up, okay. bant so, up a storm. Bant. Well, it's just because I'm pretty middle aged, um, <laughs> and and I'm my name's Robbie. I'm short and middle aged. Did I mention that? <laughs> cars. My name's Jordan, and I'm quite slow. I have long hair, and I like long johns. Long I'm... Johns, more like short Johns oh, for me. Yeah. And oh. I'm I'm James. I'm old, wear jeans constantly, and occasionally say bigoted things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and a popular twist from the old format, I've taken instead of wearing leather jackets, I'm now wearing tweed jackets because I'm a bit more twee, but equally like having a crisisness. <laughs> So, so in, in the upcoming segment, we've got the new Vauxhall um, Sierra Leone. Um, yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're going to um, drive it off the Isle of Wight um, <laughs> and into the depths of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> 
And why are we doing this, James? Because we're going to compete it against um, this um, great water guardian um, (laughs) from Chinese folklore. uh, Jordan, what will you be driving? I I think it's all well and good, you having your Vauxhall Sierra Leone. But it's a bit bulky, so I'm going to be riding my train set into the water (laughs) guardian. And I'll be riding physics itself. Don't break your back there, Robbie. <laughs> and I'll be... Oh, I'll oh be, that was some low bant. I'll be sat in the back just spewing um, inappropriate slurs to <laughs> any and all ethnicities that occur to me. Well, I think physics is better than cars and better than train sets. Have so. you ever been hit by a train set? It's dangerous. <laughs> but which is better? The Vauxhall Sierra Leone train sets... Or a Chinese water dragon? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> wow, you can really feel the power of physics here with my physics. I'm delighting all of the children on my drive fast. <laughs> oh no, I'm looking over my shoulder and I can see the Chinese water dragon chasing me. Chasing me, it's getting, it's catching up. It's got slanty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you are no, feeling that no, stereotype. No, 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 no. I, went, I went too far into character. <laughs> we, we, we can't keep that. He's a bit of a knob sometimes, but I still love the chap. And, oh, and he's been, adorable. And I've been fired. <laughs> I've been sacked immediately before we even got this first segment off the ground. No, I feel you're you're in character. You're in character. Keep going. I'm still driving along in my force of gravity. Gravity? What am I? I'm physics or something. Yeah, you're physics. Yeah. This has definitely not been set up in any way. (laughs) Oh, we we can see the ocean. It's quickly approaching because we've cut a lot of the dull bits. Well done. (laughs) Good work, director. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. Shoot. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that's the noise that the Chinese water dragon makes because it's deformed and it's got <laughs> leprosy. <laughs> I assume it's got leprosy. And, and when it sort of flies out of the water and then it dips back in, uh, most of its skin just peels away. <laughs> and Tragic. Now, and now we're underwater, but we can still speak normally because we've got those big-ass astronaut underwater helmet things on. Oh, the Ast- BBC's budget is being wasted on this. Astronaut <laughs> helmets? <laughs> We'll we'll need those to shield ourselves from the Martians and their <laughs> grubby little three fingered mitts. Grr, demographics. That's not a nice way to talk about the Chinese, James. <laughs> Wait, do, what, do the Chinese have three fingers? I don't know. Famously, yeah, famously. Not that's, that's... in in total. <laughs> they actually, between they don't, they, all of them. Yeah, they, they don't have. <laughs> They're like like the witches from um oh god which which Greek... Macbeth no 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 no, no the, the the one the ones from a uh, Greek mythology and they, they've got like an eye and a tooth between oh, them the, and, and like um, some eyes oh and... the muses something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've got to switch them between them in, in the entirety <laughs> of China only three fingers are available that's why they have the one child policy that otherwise they just have overwhelming demand for fingers <laughs> they already have overwhelming <laughs> demand. When there's only three fingers in time, there's a monopoly on fingers, <laughs> like kingpin. Uh, I don't know what to call it. What's the Chinese like a non-stereotypical name? So I don't feel too racist saying this. Um, Ho Min. That's an actual like. Is that a place? Anyway, um, kingpin of Ho Min or whatever. <laughs> has two of the three fingers, and everybody's too scared to go You're, up against it. Imagine how difficult it is come the Olympic trials. When everyone's competing for like ping pong and they just can't hold the bats, they just drop. Here we're them going all the to time. be bowling, but China's automatically disqualified because they don't have any thumbs. <laughs> have, have you never seen um, when uh, they they do ping pong in China and the bats are just sort of loosely salutates to all the competitors' chests and they've just sort of got to dime as if they were taking a bullet for their leader? It was a big controversy the 2012 games when they banned velcroed on bats. Bat? Yeah, mats. Bats. Velcroed bats, on bats. Bats. Like, yeah, you couldn't just have um, little, furry creatures on your shoulders, yeah, like little, winged creatures. Winged. God. Um, so, who's won the race? Who's won the oh, Top Gear race? It was the Chinese water dragon, <laughs> but only because um, elements of its flesh that disintegrated were ejected to the finish line. Um, so, it, it, it won, it, it, it achieved a victory purely through default. 
Then there's a round of applause when we appear back in the studio. Do, 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 well, do, do, I think do, you can do. see from that that there's no beating mythical powers, even with gravity there. Ah. But uh, if the uh, makers slow. of the Vauxhall Sierra Leone would like to get in touch with us and offer us any endorsement funds, we can certainly arrange that. Or free cars or anything. Or if they would like to make the Vauxhall Sierra Leone <laughs> and turn it into an actual vehicle, by all means, feel free to, but we will require uh, small, small royalties. Okay, and now uh, we've got a bloke on the show. Bloke, who are you? Oh, we should probably should have... George um... Clooney. Oh, well, hello. I don't talk like these. Has George Clooney finally come on verbal <laughs> discharge after we wrote that letter? Well, George Clooney, this is what I think of your wife. Uh, Which one? <laughs> he's had a few. <laughs> is it the one that's slightly foreign? The Iranian lawyer? Is he? Is oh, that oh, that, is that, is that, is that, sorry, I thought that was what you going for. I think you're being racist. Sorry. No, no, is that his current one? Yeah. I, I can have a go at his Iranian lawyer. Yeah, go on. <laughs> if you want. Oh, look at you, George Clooney's wife, from a country that denied having WMDs. But <laughs> <laughs> look where you are now, you, you stupid WMD-owning bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my wife you're talking about. George, that isn't George Clooney. I know, voice. I'm giving him a completely wrong voice, but I'm, I'm sticking with it now. So you've got a new book out, eh, Clooney? Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's yes, got... my new book is really good. It's titled Clooney, Conquering <laughs> Everest and My Fear of the Dark. So Clooney. Let's see how you drive in the new Vauxhall Sierra Leone. Brum, brum. Oh, dear Lord, that Gambon corner. Oh, what a, what a time. Let's put it up on the board. You did pretty good. That beats our previous contestant, who only did marginally okay. Our previous contestant, <laughs> Mussolini. You come just below Harry Styles from One Direction. Oh, and the Stig's also here. How are you doing, Stig? How much merchandise are you selling? Good one, Stig. <laughs> I like it cool when you guy. don't talk, Stig. Cheers for coming in, Clooney. I hope you had a great time on Top Gear. Buy we'll my see book. You again. Buy my book. <laughs> and if you've got a film coming out, we'd love to have you back in, George. <laughs> uh, uh. Now, cars. And on that bombshell... Wait, what? Cars. I don't know. Do you want to end it? I don't know. I thought we could do some bands about cars just to pad out like the remaining minute on the BBC's time. Um, um, what, what, which ones are good cars? Well, I think my favourite cars are ones with like axes to hang the wheels on. I like oh. the ones with wheels and the ones that go forward. Um, the best car for me was the Batmobile. <laughs> the Batmobile. I don't agree with that. I like the Robin Mobile. Oh, oh, well, the Robin Mobile had wings, so it didn't count because Robin, the no, bats have wings as well. Um, and also, bats aren't allowed to be velcroed on. Um, <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> it's time to end. Good night. I put a different theme tune on there. Okay, how do you think that went, guys? Terrible. What do you think of the chances of us being booked to be on? Still very, very slim. Do you think there's any other TV shows we could audition for? Blue Peter, do you think? Maybe maybe this morning. Oh, we could definitely do this morning. Yeah, Scope's getting on in his years, isn't he? Yeah, and if you read the canon fan fiction that I wrote for the Vilfield Discharge blog, in which Schofield kills a load of people. It can only be a matter of time before we have... We, before we he have is this, arrested. This slot. Yeah. Um, we need, one of us would have to dress up as a sexy woman. Um, and I'm willing to say that hit for the team, though. And <laughs> one of us would have to be like the celebrity chef. How are we arranging that? I, I, I like the scope. Okay. Jordan, celebrity chef. Well done. Um, <laughs> I Hi, that. I'm Ainsley Harris. <laughs> Ainsley Harris? Is it? That's his name. Harriet. Harriet, I'm Ainsley. Uh, I'm Ainsley. Uh, <laughs> Ainsley Harris sounds like someone who works at a paper distribution firm. I'm to be Ainsley fair, so Harris. Ainsley Harriet. Yeah. No, um, Ainsley Harriet sounds like a uh, singer-songwriter gone rogue. Sounds okay. like a VTOL jet. 
or a celebrity chef. Yeah. I reckon we could do Blue Peter as well. I reckon when the slot opens up, we could all one by one filter into Blue Peter. Do you Peter. want to send that previous clip into them as an audition tape? <laughs> to Blue Peter. <laughs> to Blue Peter, even though Blue Peter isn't running anymore. It is. It is. It's just on only on CBBC like once a week. That's a shame. Though. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, if we add in a clip, like, can any of us bake a cake? I can bake a cake, I'm sure. I think sure cake, I cake, cake bake is pretty good. It and is a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. <laughs> and I once had a dog, so I reckon between us we've got the skills to do Blue Peter. I can use a, a Pritt stick and some paper. <laughs> <laughs> There's one we made earlier. Verbal discharge. Hi, I'm Jordan Reynolds, and you may remember me from things such as Verbal Discharge Episode 14, where we <laughs> talked about DLC. Remember? We, I, I we, do we remember. We talked about DLC. Well, I've got something other on the gaming vein this week that I just that I just okay. wanted to get your input on. What, what are you... I mean, what do you guys think about console exclusives? Now, I know this this is a bit diff yeah. difficult because I know you like a, a lot of your Nintendo stuff, don't you? This is me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a Nintendo boy. You're, you're a Nintendo boy, Robbie. So, But Nintendo's a bit unique because they, they've got their own control style and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But if we're talking about, like, say, PC, Xbox, and PS4 or whatever, yeah. what do you feel about exclusives between those? Because I recently... Um, you know the whole Dark Souls franchise. Mm. Yeah, they—they—that's been on everything pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's been on Xbox, PS, um, PC, and now it's the latest one, Bloodborne, yeah. is mm. only on PS4. Yeah, and because Sony's bought it up because it's such a popular franchise now. I—I so I, I think it's interesting. I'm—I'm I'm not as opposed to um, console exclusive games as I—I've I, got more beef with console exclusive content. Yeah, mm. I think if, if you're releasing a game on any given platform, release everything with it. Re release all of the little bits of higgledy piggledy. Oh, here's a new sword hilt. I like when they do oh pre-orders. Oh, if you pre-order a game, then we'll give you an extra hat that you can wear, but you won't be able to get that otherwise. Whereas if you pre-order at Game Station, then you're in you're using a time machine, uh, and we'll give you that free of the game. <laughs> free time machine <laughs> i would pre-order if i got a free time machine no i, I just I, I don't know what i feel about it and a lot of other a lot of people are getting angry at these sort of things now like mm. um, day one dlc was another thing we were talking about yeah and um i recently the strategy games total war on pc the latest one attila in the first month that's already got three dlcs that've come out that's which ridiculous. which equal up to half of well 52 percent i calculated this of the game's base price mm. in the first month. So are we are we like a games podcast now? Are we I doing don't know. this? Are I we just, moving I, I, I don't because know. that isn't an oversaturated we're, market at all. We're we're free form. We can talk about whatever we, we, talk we want to talk about. We talk about. Yeah. The, the thing with like day one DLC, and I suppose DLC as a whole. I haven't got a problem with DLC or game expansions. No, no. As long as it adds if you have to get the DLC in order to fully sort of get the story like like the one thing that always springs to mind for me was as much as i love the series in um batman arkham city unless you paid like an extra tenner to get the catwoman dlc there were a significant amount of blanks in the story that were never filled in mm. and otherwise made the story just inaccessible you couldn't follow what was happening because there were some behind the scenes events that you couldn't see so you had to pay an extra tenner on top of the game price in order to just understand the story. That's absurd. Mm. Do you get much of that sort of stuff with Nintendo? Because I've not really um, owned much of They're Nintendo, not so. too big they're... on their DLC, oh. and for years they it's... were quite adamantly against it. Yeah, they did the occasional, like, there'd be free DLC for Animal Crossing, but it'd be like an item. Though recently, um, in December, I think, they introduced the first like paid DLC for Mario Kart, so there's there's Animal Crossing characters. There's, there's Isabel, um, who's the little dog that runs the town hall. Um, and then they added Link from Zelda. Oh, I saw that. I saw yeah. the added Link. So he can ride a bike around Mario Kart, which is going to make, <laughs> which is probably making them a lot of money. Even oh yeah. If... No, um, you think they put Tom Nook in there as like the whole Tom Nook is some seriously evil person oh, behind it all. Yeah, he oh, he's is. A... Just criminal capitalism personified yeah. as a raccoon. Oh, you 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 can't afford that. I'll give you a loan. There's <laughs> <laughs> your we... loan extension. You have no choice about. Yeah, I've I've never been able to pay that back. I see. I've paid off all of my loans on New Leaf. 
uh, because I spent a lot of time putting in just being a slave to Tom Nook until I was just free of his debt. You've just got to capitalise you... on the fruit market. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, turnips. Um, the other thing is that in New Leaf, there's like an island you can go to and you just farm like um, rare fruits there and then oh. you take it back and you eventually, like the day you manage to finally step out from under the shadow of the, the oppression of Tom Nook <laughs> is a glorious one. As it just like feels like weight is lifted from your shoulders, even off the game. Just like I'll be walking around the street and I think, oh, I don't know Tom Nook anything. <laughs> I think it will be better if they. Uh, I say I'd get a DLC for this if they then made on went on to allow you to become a monopoly and yeah. then Tom Nook to be in debt to you. Yes. You, you can buy out yes. Nook's cranny <laughs> and and just fire him, kick him out to the streets, and then you get to walk past him and he begs you for money after you've seized all of his assets. Yeah. Also, I'd like there to be a uh, a button so that you can spit at him as you pass. <laughs> can we have like an Animal Crossing stock exchange and we can watch as Tom Nook's stocks plummet as you oh, open like rival Animal streets. Crossing stock exchange would be chaotic. You watch as Shampoo slowly climbs oh. or like begins to descend in the economic turndown as oh. the what, turnips become rare. What were the names of the little you know the little dancing robot things you could put in your home? Oh, like the gyroids or something. The gyroids, gyroids yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never quite understood what they were. But you dig them up. They were, were they like fossils? If they weren't you, fossils. If you put were. them in your house, they would make intermittent noises. Yeah. And the idea was that if you arranged, although there was such a variety of them, if you arranged enough of them in the same room, you could create a nice little sort of soundtrack, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but I never. Why, why were they hanging and hanging around under, underground? Like, what are they doing there? Wouldn't Wouldn't you if you were a robot? Uh, I'm going underground. I'm gonna, I'm going to bury myself. That's a bit underground resistance. The Animal Crossing is all a prelude to when the machines take over. <laughs> but that's it. Is it not sort of post-apocalyptic that these animals have evolved to become this and there's only You've... one human hanging around? Yeah. And that, that human is in debt to the animals. Yeah. <laughs> He's in debt to a particularly evil corporate raccoon. It's more apocalypse crossing more like. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'd like that. I, I'd make apocalypse if I if I ever get if, you... the, if I ever get the money and the rights yeah. to Animal Crossing, I'm going to make an adult version of Animal and Crossing. Like the the skill involved, just the ability to write the code required. You could be you could be the wolf of Animal Crossing. <laughs> you could go on the stock market and you could just abuse you like you press A to swear, <laughs> press A really, to really scream bad. and coerce money out of Bleater the sheep. <laughs> A version of Animal Crossing where just like everyone's high on quaaludes all the yeah. time. <laughs> What's that you've dug out of your garden? A quaalude? Are you already <laughs> tripping? You can't dig up quaaludes. <laughs> did, you, did you not get the DLC for Animal Crossing where you could, uh, you'd, you'd slip into Nook's cranny and he'd be there in his supermarket in the back room just doing lines of cocaine <laughs> like, like the successful businessman that he is? <laughs> you just see Lily the Frog kind of scratching her arm <laughs> incessantly. She, where where could you even get? I, 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 in my mind, she's on meth. Because <laughs> if a frog was going to be on any drug, it'd yeah. be meth. Okay. But where where would you get meth from? Did you ever Did you ever unlock the in comedian life. guy? What was it? Doctor Shrink, I think his name was, or something. No. He, he, the only Animal Crossing I ever played was on the GameCube. I can't remember. Wasn't in that one. Where he turned up. Um, there's a nightclub in the the 3DS one. There's a nightclub. Yeah, it's the mo If you ever walk in there, there's the most depressing club in the world. <laughs> one of your villagers stands there doing the same dance move over and over again all night, <laughs> and otherwise it's empty. Oh. And KK Slider comes along and DJs. That KK amusing i remember yeah. him before he dj'd when he'd hang around yeah. outside the train station oh the club that's the other thing the club is open every night except saturday when kk slider comes and plays in the cafe <laughs> the road. that's so, that's like an accurate representation of nightlife in derby <laughs> um, a dog djing <laughs> yeah and but, one of your neighbors doing the same <laughs> dance move over and over again <laughs> no the most depressing thing about the club though was if you went in like the late afternoon then the guy that owns it, Dr. Shrink or whatever his name was, um, he's a former stand-up comedian and he talked to you about how his career failed and how depressed he is now oh. and how his wife left him and that's why he opened this nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> and every and if you like become friends with him after talking to him for a few days, you can trade him fruit. You can give him a different piece of fruit and he would do a different joke uh, and he would teach you an emotion. He um, teach you an emotion? Yeah, which is... Watch, as one but... failed comedian teaches a young boy to love. <laughs> Little Robbie didn't know how to be sad. 
But you know, he will. Like you can then press a button and you can cry tears. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? After this Why comedians... would you need a button that would make you cry? But like, say you get it goes like there's a sort of this the, the dialogue tree is you give this guy a mango. He would go, okay, I'm going to tell you my sad joke now, and the joke would be like, I was once crying, but I realized it was raining. And then like he'll go, then it will <laughs> show him, and there'll be like tears coming from his face, and it'll go like you unlock the ability to cry, and then you suddenly Good start job, crying. Man. Like when you press this button, you can just stand in the middle of the street just crying, Which and is, no one yeah, will care. It's useful, Unlike, like in real life, <laughs> like, like in life. Derby. When I stand in HMV and cry, no one cares. Oh, is that why HMV girl hasn't been speaking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spoke to her. Oh, yeah, been, yeah, you spoke been, to oh her. yeah, you did mention this. Tell us, tell us about this. Uh, I went in. I made some excuse. I she was behind the counter, and I thought. You know the bit in Scott Pilgrim where he knows Ramona's going to come and um, deliver the package? He goes, I've, yeah, got to, yeah. I've got to order something really cool. So I spent like 20 minutes looking around for what's the coolest item I can buy. I went for a Coen Brothers box set in the end. Yeah. Uh, which I thought, that's close enough, isn't it? And I took it up to the counter and I made something up about, do I know you? Do I, I don't know you, do I? I'm, and she kind of said like, oh, I've been, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but I know a name and uh, it's off. It's off between us. I'm sorry to say. Oh. Well, that was an anticlimactic ending to that little, little saga. Yeah, <laughs> but at least it's over this week rather than dragging it out for several months. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry to report, but me and HMV Girl are through. It's okay, Robbie. It's all going to be okay. I'm, I'm sure. There's plenty more HMV Girls in the scene. <laughs> but do you know what won't be okay? What won't be okay, James? Tom Nook's savage and relentless monopoly on the people who insert town name here. <laughs> <laughs> because... That cocaine-crazed raccoon just can't get enough of that suffering that he inflicts on unsuspecting villagers. That was becoming close to, like, lyrics to the DK rap. That <laughs> cocaine that confusing raccoon, raccoon really likes cocaine! cocaine. <laughs> DK! Don't pay your loan and he'll bring the pain. <laughs> Don't pay him the bells and he'll send the... Boys like the, the Gestapo. Like... Can you imagine that turning on your Animal Crossing and the, there's two really like surly raccoons outside your house with bats smashing up your mailbox? He's got like, who hey, you want to pay up? We've got to pay up Tom Nook, yeah. <laughs> like Tommy and Timmy have been doing steroids. <laughs> Mr. Rosetto's dug you a grave. <laughs> Mr. Rosetto, isn't he the mole? Mr. No, Rossetti. you're thinking of Mr. Rosetti. Oh, that's that's the one. Yeah, the mole. We, we, did you confuse Mr. Rosetti and the risotto, <laughs> the, the, the pasta dish? Mr. Risotto. In fact, no, it's not a pasta it's a dish. Rice it's, dish. It's a rice yeah. dish. Yeah. yeah, it's a very nice rice dish. I like a really good risotto. But less on my <laughs> eating <laughs> habits. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And more on Tom Nook's evil enterprises. That's it. I've yeah, got yeah, nothing. There's not nowhere about. else to go there. We, we, we've covered it should all. Should I quell this? Should we, quell should we stop this. recording? Good. Let's end, children. Discharge. Discharge. So this this next thing, this next feature, this next article, this next segment, this next link, this next synonym comes to me from, I saw, it was tweeted this morning by um, Jenny Slate. I don't know if any of you are aware of Jenny Slate. I'm not. Um, she's an actress. She used to be a comedian. Uh, she was a stand-up, then she was on Saturday Night Live very briefly, then she got fired for swearing several times on air. And is um, she, what is it like with her being made entirely of a certain subcategory of stone? Um, fantastic. She has a really good time. She's a really hard individual. You can't shake your head at me. That was <laughs> a worse I joke. I didn't than... shake my head. I tilted it in a kind of eh, eh, okay. It's passable. Jenny yeah. Slate. She's pretty great. She got an Owen Award nomination for her work in Obvious Child last year. Good, good work, Jenny Slate. She tweeted this morning a link to this. Um, I'm about to put up our series of questions posed okay. after the first sex education class taken by some. Uh, I think they're like seven years old, whatever they are. Whenever you first have your first sex education class, yeah, in a school in Seattle in the Americas, it was on New York Times. What they've got on these cards are questions they posed. And I thought maybe we, as sexually efficient individuals, could have a sexually go answering them. Sexually efficient. <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. I thought maybe. It's the most like German attitude. <laughs> Very sexually efficient. Come along now, Vive. Let us go be sexually efficient. 
<laughs> He's drawing up a timetable. Do you want exactly me to, do you want me to um, read these out in a German voice? Go on then. You did, take this first one in a German voice. <laughs> why is the boy's penis shaped like arrow? So why do we think the penis is shaped like an arrow? Well, this dates back to Greek mythology and Cupid. Was Cupid? Greek Cupid. Was Greek yeah. mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, obviously being the god of unnatural hookups um, <laughs> unnatural hookups the god of tinder yeah the god the god the god of tinder um every everyone all the male form just kind of took after him he liked to shoot arrows at people and you know he penetrated them and then gave someone to penetrate and then you Do know you think, where was, we was, that, was that all an analogy cupid shooting people with arrows was that an analogy <laughs> for his dick yeah <laughs> right is that mm. what we're talking not Possibly. not explicitly, not explicitly. But now that you've mentioned it, and... yeah, because he sits in the background like as two people are sat on the bench and fires an arrow at them. I think that's mm, dodgy. It's, dodgy. I'll be honest. Like, if if there's someone just firing arrows at people who are sat on a bench, my main concern <laughs> isn't oh god the, the potential for rape. It's oh there's someone firing arrows at people <laughs> should we move on to the next yeah, question yeah let's get the next one um, is love just got... a chemical reaction to make sure our genes get passed on that's, uh, not, that's actually that's, that, a, that's an interesting point that's, it that's is a, yeah. I sort of reckon it probably is in a tragic way yeah I, I, I can I can see that probably but I don't want to throw that all in there mm. <laughs> because i like the idea i like to be i like to think myself as like a slightly romantic person and i don't want i don't want slightly to, just yeah, like just slightly romantic person there's a twin whereas you know yeah. th th this child has some elements of skepticism there yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, not, they're not sure of love it could be said that they they want to know what love is um i want you to show me <laughs> the next question why? When people have sex. Wait, wait, what accent is that meant to be? I don't even know. I just thought I went do a voice, Owen, and I did a voice. And you did sort of uh, aggressive, vaguely Italian <laughs> father. <laughs> why when people have sex? Why do they breathe funny? As, why do when people have sex funny? do they breathe funny? He sort of means grunting and so on, doesn't he? Why, oh, okay. why would somebody not, grunt? Not that you're out of breath because of the physical exercise of the exercise, but... <laughs> but they just, like, they breathe through their ears instead. <laughs> or they just... Really you, try, you just try to breathe through your ears, then? No, that was sort of just, like... That was, that was irregular... Like, <laughs> nothing else. Irregular breathing patterns. Like... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I, I, I would be quite scared. <laughs> Um, does anyone have an answer for this question? Um, they, 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 they just do, it's, child. It's just, yeah. <laughs> Good. That, that stuff happens. That comprehensively answers the question. What else have we got? Jordan, do you want to take one? Um, oh, you give me one that's hard to write. White! Are there so many mean words about a woman's body parts? No. Um, is this the part where we say, like, years of sexism or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Years and years of crippling sexism. It's just because the world is a misogynistic place I mean, and we are, need are, a vocabulary that reflects I that. I don't know if he means mean words or rude words because there are a lot of rude words for yeah. um, I a, don't woman, know. I, a I, man's I, body parts. I think, I think there's a lot of sort of typically negative connotations. Yeah, there are, there are, there are, there are more derogatory like, words. Like, oh, you pussy. I think yeah. why, words... why are vaginas associated with cowardice? I think the, right, the words about female bodies are rude, whereas about the male bodies more just crude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fair enough. Because it's just a horrible, horrible world we live in, child. When a woman says, I'm pregnant, pregnant. why is it, I'm pregnant? <laughs> Hello, I am the pregnant. <laughs> why is it 80? 80... <laughs> I think that's so. Why is it 80 surprising if they already know they had sex? But why didn't they keep their sex? It's, it's not surprising for the woman so much as it's surprising for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> everyone around them. Yeah. Like, because everyone it... around them assumes no one's ever had sex around them. Yeah. Because like, that's how it works, the world. I, 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 a weird, weird thought if you ever stop to think, as you're walking past people, you stop to think, yeah, they've had sex. They're a couple. That's weird. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> you look at, like... I, I, I've had that experience where you kind of suddenly go, I know that person and that person's had sex. <laughs> that's strange. Do you ever, like, look at celebrities and think, yeah, there's a 90... Five percent chance they've probably stuck it in someone. <laughs> I I remember oh, I remember oh my. I remember back when I did English literature and I won't name mm -hmm. any names here, but because of the people involved, okay. as, as in education people. But 
my, my literature teacher, and there was only two people in my class, and she was talking the once, and she, we were we were Pat Barker's regeneration. It was on one of the sex scenes in that, and um, Pat Barker did look better in a second body. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, she she suddenly goes, "Do you ever have that feeling? You know, where you, like you'll you'll be talking to someone. Like, I'll be talking to someone like Mister. I almost said the name then. <laughs> the the principal um, in his room, and I'll be I'll, I'll suddenly think, "Oh yeah, he's got a wife and he's had sex." And then <laughs> and then just as she said that, the the principal walks in, <laughs> and and she can't stop laughing, and we can't stop laughing, and he's like really serious face. He's like, "Why are you guys laughing at me?" <laughs> There's no reason. We're just reading a really funny book. <laughs> What else have we got? What's, what's the next question? <laughs> Will this go well for me? <laughs> Probably not at first, but you'll get used to it. Yeah. Fair enough. Things get better. Next question. Is it normal to have sexual intercourse before being married? Yeah. yeah. Not before much. getting married, before being married. Um, before so being married. being married implies it's, it's an ongoing process. So you never know when you've stopped being married <laughs> or when you're divorced, presumably. Probably not normal to do it in front of everyone at your wedding. But You say, you say not normal as though <laughs> there are plans to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, most couples wouldn't take our attitude to the However, whole wedding ceremony. I like to see our special dance. <laughs> something else our first dance oh dear <laughs> no um I, don't, I, I like how we're actually answering these questions half seriously as though <laughs> these children are listening to us it, it's quite normal but i suppose it depends again on your background if you've come up in a very very heavily religious thing and your beliefs are that you should be married before you have sex and that's normal to you as well so God, what what's happened to the the comedy podcast we set out to be this is sexual advice and gaming We've done today. Next, and next, next question. Should we make this a last one or? Um, does someone want to take this? When you are having <laughs> sex, how do you know what to do? You don't. Nobody um, ever knows. You receive your instruction manual in the post. Um, <laughs> you, you take out the flyer from the back of your magazine and send it off and uh, say, I would like to have sex. <laughs> and then within three to six months, well, you you, you'll, you'll, you'll receive your sex form. Um, <laughs> you you, you sign, sign it, you, you agree, uh, you, you tick <laughs> off sort of what you're going to do, send it back to them, give them two years to process it, and then they'll just sort of tell you what to do. Although a really fascinating new innovation is that they've started including like pamphlets on what to do in women's shoulders. So if you just tap it, there's, there's an area, like a spot, you should see it pretty easily. And it will just pop out and you can have a quick read before <laughs> enjoying fornication. Bit of reading material for you before you dive into the wonderful world of sex yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we move on? One last question. One, one, last, last, one question. last question. And to see how this goes. Okay. Um, that says, is it okay to be gay? Yes, yes. it is. Yes. Should we move on? Yes, it's pretty it is. okay. Okay, final question. How long do I have to wait to have sex? I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you're 17, you're ready. There's also there's no que- well there's no, no, no stand by 17. There's, there's 17. You're there's, ready. There's no question marks there. I say once you've got a basic grasp on grammar, then you're ready to do a sex on a woman. <laughs> How long or do man, I have to wait till I have sex? I'm excited. Whatever floats your boat. I don't know. I don't know. Use a question mark. When you're mature enough, but I I like I like what James said there. 17. 17 but if you feel that you're, you're not mature enough at seven. 17 and 17 and 17 whoa 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 let's just rewind there shall we jordan saville <laughs> oh well that that yeah let's leave that there let's just leave it shall, on that note <laughs> and on on that horrifying bombshell let's let's just end this segment verbal discharge verbal discharge and wasn't that a fun podcast? Did oh, was that was that fun, guys? I always was... find it most enjoyable. So, so fun, so fun. If I were to describe it in one word, it would be really fun because it was too fun to fit into one word. Oh, so much fun! Oh my, the, 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 the grammatical doors we are just blowing wide open. Oh here. yeah, who needs grammar? We're about to blow the lid right off this grammar and also off the air. Because but that's we're gonna, what we're going to be right. when we get off in a we bit. blow the lid off the door, off the, the, the grammar, and onto the show as we put a lid on it. Okay. We, oh, okay. we bring okay. it to oh, there a... There we go. 
a close. No, are we close. saying that grammar only exists in a contained form when we're broadcasting the show? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yes. like a tin of tuna. Like you've got the water sort of floating around. <laughs> Do tins of tuna otherwise not exist? Yeah, tins of tuna only exist when we're broadcasting. Oh. But they're, they're only made when we're broadcasting and then they continue to exist. Schrodinger's tuna. Until you open the can, you don't know if it's there or not. <laughs> it's why fishermen call the hours between five and seven tuna hour. Because it's the only hour in which they can catch tuna. Do they do they call it tuna hour? Yeah. Is, th- is this a thing? Yeah, this is a thing. Oh. Yeah. It's like you believing that there was such... What was it day last week? There was there was a sand Soiled day. Soiled sand day. Sand day. It was you believing sand day last yeah. week. Oh. There's no such thing as sand day. Oh. Emily sand day. Oh. I was kind of hoping for a sand day. Yeah. There probably is a <laughs> sand day. There's a like, day for everything. It's like in school when it just rains sand and you get the day off because it's a sand day. Oh, uh, okay, right, I see what you mean. God, that would be like, god-awful. Can you imagine walking <laughs> outside in, like, raining sand? <laughs> oh, sand everywhere. Your like, eyes, your mouth. The effect it would have on the car windshield, just terrible, just scraping away. If it was sort it. of raining sand, would, would like, the, the hail equivalent of that be just stones <laughs> falling from the sky? And then sort of, maybe, maybe snow would be sort of, like, flecks of sandpaper. And by, by the time you've made it from your morning walk from home to school, you've got no skin. <laughs> Can you imagine the way, yeah, the way it would just pelt it down and you'd end up built up like on the beach? Like it's just your head poking out <laughs> and you're not even at school yet. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you, poor child. Poor children. And on the note of uh, poor children... Um... <laughs> We're all going we're, to we're, Afghanistan. I'll be honest. I wasn't <laughs> like when I started that. I wasn't sure how I was going to finish it. <laughs> On the note, so I decided of... not to. So, yeah, yeah. Poor you. You've got to stop listening. Unfortunately, too. But we just keep going in circles. Mm-hmm. Do we want to? Do we have any sort of parish notices before we parish it notices? Over? Yeah, we're a church. The Church of Discharge. Do you not subscribe? Do you not follow the Discharge Bible? Um, it's just all about cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cheesy Bibles. Cheesy Bibles. Cheesy Bibles. Cheesy um, Bibles. That's my rap name. Cheesy Bibles. <laughs> yo, 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 MC Cheesy Bibles in the house. Cheesy yeah. Bibles I can in see that. it, fam. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your tickets to go see Cheesy Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> no, I imagine that everything Cheesy Bibles says, he starts off very quietly and like in between the start and end of his sentence, he goes from whisper to scream. <laughs> oh, you're right there, sir. What can I get for you? Yeah, I'll just have the uh, the tuna, and if I could just get that alongside a side of pasta, and then sorry, honey, what wine do you want? <laughs> and that's how he'd order at a restaurant. He'd always always ask for parmesan as well. Every time, parmesan and the Bible, specifically the <laughs> King James edition. None of that other uh, testament oh, shit. No red letter editions. He's not not bothered with them. <laughs> no, not, not messing around. Straight straight to the good old Bible. The good old good old King James. The director's copy Bible. <laughs> that's in New Testament. Yeah. The sequel. Bible <laughs> two. <laughs> With commentary by God. What do you think they'll name the next testament? Or will they have to rename the New Testament to be like the sort of Middle Testament? Or did like, become the, the Testament? The postmodernist Bible... testament. <laughs> the Bible is part of an unfinished trilogy. A bit like <laughs> like Naked Gun. Or um... the Godfather. Because <laughs> there were only two Godfather films. Uh, Indiana Jones. They finished that trilogy. That that quadril that that quadrilogy that was never given the fourth film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> good. These are good, good, good references. I feel we should just mention quickly. You can follow us at Verb Disc Radio. Uh, any way over whatever you can get in touch with us. Please, please do. Yeah, verbal discharge. Just search us on Facebook. We're there. Yeah, forward slash verbal discharge. And then there's the website. There certainly is. Do you want to say it, Robbie? Verbaldischarge.co.uk. Yes. We put new content up there all the time, all kinds of exciting things like blogs on bad lyrics and what, well, um, like religion or charity. <laughs> what was, that was the one you did. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I could do that. I could do that. That could be the next one. <laughs> but as ever, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, we, um, we appreciate every listener, every ear. We appreciate you, you are, twice. You are each and every one of you special little snowflakes, and we love you for it. Yep. Snowflakes or sand. Or sand flakes. Flakes of sand, which is a um, Again, that's breakfast the... cereal that never really got <laughs> off the ground. Either that or he's supporting uh, MC Cheesy Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> MC Sandflake. He's, he's, doing, he's headlining. Cheesy, <laughs> Cheesy Bibles is headlining, but he's, um, he's, he's... What's it called? Now, I've completely forgotten the terminology for when you... Supporting. supporting. I said supporting. supporting. That word's just come up. I'm sorry. Cheesy Bibles. Feet. It's cheesy, but no. But... 
Swatty Swam Man. Swatty, swatty Swam Man. Swam man. <laughs> We're holding up a whole new like, lineup of rappers here. Oh, not Swatty Swam Man. <laughs> <laughs> My cheesy Bible's arch nemesis. <laughs> Guys, starting to get late in the day. And on that note, I feel we should probably move on to a final word for yeah. a show. Is any, any volunteers? Do a different way this week. Any volunteers, volunteers for a final Who word? wants a, a final word? Not really fussed, to be honest. I have to say, I'm I'm not fussed. We we James, used to, yeah. Do you want to do you, a final word? Do that many final, final words. Phallocentric. Two words. It's one word. Well, and now it's not the final word. It's not the final word. James, do it again. Go again. Phallocentric. Fine. 